Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars sports podcast. It's Friday, June 16th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The Chiefs ring ceremony was last night, and from the looks of things, a good time was had by all. Did you see Patrick Mahomes clap back to Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase? On today's show, you'll hear from Mahomes, but from before the ceremony, he met with reporters earlier in the day and shared his thoughts on many topics, including why he wanted some editorial control on the upcoming Netflix series, Quarterbacks. You'll also hear from Coach Andy Reid. Mahomes and Reid spoke on the occasion of the end of off-season activities. The Chiefs take about a month-long break now before heading to training camp. But we're going to start with an old friend. Eric Bieniemy was with the Chiefs for the past 10 years. He's now the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders, but he and several other former Chiefs returned for the ring ceremony. Let's hear from Bieniemy on last year's Super Bowl experience, and then you'll hear from Mahomes and Reed. To the Super Bowl game that you said, man, like I did that for the, the guys who are gonna celebrate tonight. Well, there's certain things that you stress two players throughout the course of their careers that they've been here. And one thing you guys have heard me say for a, a number of years, we're always going to find a way to drag our ass across the finish line together. And guess what we did? And that's what we found a way to drag our ass across the finish line together. And it doesn't always have to be pretty. And it doesn't always have to be the way you plan it. But at some point in time, we got to find a way. And when you're developing that culture of accountability, guys start doing things and they realize that you know what it's not about me it's making sure that i'm doing everything under the sun that that next person understands he's by far the most important player on this in this particular moment and that's why we had that opportunity to share this moment which we did last year do you think about that with with the the second motion touchdown where it's like sky apparently lined up the wrong way, Pat yeah. still figures it out. But oh, this yeah. guy knows what to do, obviously, even though it's not technically the way it was working. They knew exactly what to do. And you know what? Regardless, nobody panicked. Everybody did what they were supposed to do. They remained poised, and you know what? We found a way to make it right. On, on the same lines, Jared McKinnon not going into the end zone at the end, what did that say about him and just the discipline on this team? Well, first and foremost, just shows you the unselfishness of it. It's a situation that we work and we talk about throughout the entire year. I mean, we've talked about it for the past 10 seasons. But to have it come to fruition in that particular moment, for him to execute it with great attention to detail because he knew how important it was for us as a team to make that moment happen, that's why we've had the success because guys are unselfish and they get it. They can see the big picture. He, he got pretty close to the end zone. Do you wonder what he was going to be doing on that play? Do you wonder whether he was going to go down? But I'll say this. He he technically took a knee. Now his momentum carried him, but he he declared himself down, So which was good. He declared himself down. We didn't want one of those moments, which we've seen where guys have kind of drifted into the end zone. But he clearly declared, declared himself down. Netflix trailer because Patrick uses that drag ass across the finish line. I'm just wondering if that resonated with I have not seen the trailer. Oh yeah. yeah. On the field at one point he's telling all the guys we gotta drag ass across the There you go. See there's the influence so you see yeah. it. Yeah. They know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not the thing I mean, here's the thing. We work our tails off for to go out there and, and make sure that everything is perfect. This is not a perfect game. But if we're playing hard and doing the little things, everything that takes care of itself. And that's the the culture that I'm hoping that I can influence and bring out there to help us to achieve the things that we need to do moving forward. excited about tonight and the fact that 
you're getting your rings during this time when all your teammates are here. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I mean, that's what you work for, was to win the Super Bowl um, and get those rings. Those are li they last a lifetime. Um, and uh, to be able to see them, I know they've done a great job with them. I got to help out a little bit with the creating process. So um, they're, they're, they did a great job with them. But uh, tonight's the last night. You get to celebrate it, and then we're moving on to the next season. What was your standard? Is it kind of like what we've seen in the past when the top comes off? Uh, I, I don't know about the top coming off, but uh, it's uh, they're uh, – they're pretty cool. I think they did a great job. Um, I haven't got to see the final product, but I got to see kind of a, the process of it and gave some ideas and stuff like that. So um, they did a great job. Um, and like I said, I mean, even with whatever they look like, they uh, you get to have them forever, and they mean they mean the world. So I mean, it's uh, it's cool to be able to have two of them now. OTAs and minicamp, just your assessment of getting the rapport together with the receivers and also the other side, the defense. What you've seen from them since you had to go through them a lot in seven on seven. No, it's been cool. It's been uh, it's been great to see. Uh, for, for, as far as offensively, you can see the guys that have been here for another year now. How, mu how much more comfortable they are uh, working the new guys in. I think we've had a lot of we have a lot of young, talented guys that uh, really have stepped up as the camps went on, um, and I'm excited for them to keep progressing. And then as far as defense, uh, same thing. I mean, all those guys were so young last year. Uh, fr from then to now, uh, you see so much improvement. How they're able to disguise stuff and how they're able to not give away tells and stuff like that. And we have a we talk about that stuff. Like we, I talk with the linebackers, I talk with the DBs. What I'm seeing, they talk to me about what they're seeing. And I think that's what makes a great team is you have to get better by competing against each other. I understand that you guys <clears throat> let the business be the business, and players don't talk about this thing. What's the communication like with Chris when maybe he's not in attendance here? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's part of the business. I think Chris knows that we love him here. <laughs> he's uh, He's been a part of this team for a long time. Uh, he's one of the main reasons that we've had the success that we've had. He's been that leader on the defense. He's made a lot of big plays, and it seems like the biggest moments, and you want those guys on your team. Um, and so, like you said, it's part of the business. It's, it's the all season, even though you're getting better. I'm, I'm sure Chris is working, and he knows the defense that he needs to do. Um, and the, the hope is that everything's good good by training camp, and we're able to come in and just roll, and that's just part of it. And that's what makes this, this team such so great is uh, whenever guys like that have to go handle their business, we let them handle it. When they jump back in the building, we get back to right where we left off. How much have you seen Sky grow this offseason and, and your own sense of trust and connectivity with him? Is that become stronger? Yeah, 100%. I mean, Sky's a great player. I think you can see at the end of last year how he was trying to kind of picking the stuff up and making big plays. Um, and I think that just kind of transitioned right into this season. Um, he's he's someone that's going to be uh, be able called upon more kind of in that same role probably Juju was in last year. Uh, but he can also go over the top and make big plays happen. Um, and another year in the offense. I think you see with Coach Reed's offense, it's hard for those young guys sometimes to, to have an expanded role. Um, and as the season goes on, they, the, the role kind of expands. And then that second year is when they really take off. And so uh, I'm excited for him, but I'm excited for a lot of these dudes. Uh, it's, it's, it's cool to see how comfortable they are with the offense this year. Um, and uh, we're going to continue to move forward and put more and more on them so we can be the best that we can be. Following up on that, I want to mention with the receiver group that you had last year, including Juju and Cole, now what you have now, what difference, or, you know, what are some of the differences that you see with this new set of Yeah, I think it's just they understand what's uh, required for them to be great. Um, they Last year they were all learning at, at the same time. I think that was a different thing. I mean, McColl was the only guy that had been here. 
Um, so they were all learning together, trying to figure it out and put it all together, whereas now they can teach each other. Um, and you have guys like Marquez and Sky and Kadarius and Justin Watson. They can teach these younger guys like how we do things, how to run the routes a little differently uh, than where they've been previously or in college. Um, and I, we, just, we just have a deep group, man. It's, uh, it's going to be a lot of competition. Uh, I said it the first time I was up here. It's like I don't even know who's, who's going to be that active roster opening day because there's so much competition. And I can see these guys uh, all making the team. Uh, pads come on next month, that'll be the test. But how have you sensed uh, Smith and Taylor and the tackles kind of fitting in and their growth so far? Yeah, really, I mean, really good players, uh, both of them. I mean, they've had success other places, so you know that they can play at a very high level, Pro Bowl caliber level. Um, and so now it's just about incorporating uh, them into our system. I think the best thing for them is we go against Spags. So uh, he, he does a lot of different uh, blitzes, and they're having to communicate and, and use that communication. To, and then whenever they're blocking one-on-one, -on -one, I, I have all the full trust in the world. But utilizing that communication, being at the right guy at the right time, stuff that we, we work through. But uh, I think if you can get through OTAs and mini camp and training camp with Spags and get to the season, it'll be a lot easier. Patrick, you got to, uh, for the Netflix special, you, you got to use your production company in the making of it. Mm -hmm. What was that process like, and just what was it like seeing the trailer come out? Yeah, I, I wanted to for sure be able to have some editing rights because I've realized that I'm kind of wild on the field. Like, I, I don't even remember the things that I say, but I'm a competitor. That's just who I am. Um, and so it was cool to be able to go through that process. Um, and obviously having Peyton and his company, I, I have full trust in them. But uh, thanks to the Chiefs and Coach Reed for letting us do it throughout the season. Um, and uh, it's it's a I've watched pretty much all of it. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool for everybody to see. And there's a lot more of the like I'm like that stuff in there that I left in there. So I'm gonna try to, but I couldn't leave it all in there because I, I say a lot of wild stuff out there. I think in my golf game is just so good. Uh, no, it's a. Uh, they uh, it, it did so well last time uh, with uh, Josh and with Tom and with Aaron um, that uh, they asked me if I wanted to do it again. I was like, sure. They asked if I wanted to put Trav in there, and I was like, well, why not? I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Steph's obviously a really good golfer, Clay, and, and they've had a, a great uh, run with the Warriors with Clay, and so it'll be cool to have two different sports go up against each other. Uh, I know them both pretty, like, pretty well, so I can we can kind of talk some trash and do that type of stuff, and then – Anytime you combine Vegas and Travis, it's going to be a good time. So I'm sure it'll be some good TV. You, you plan to work on your game much between now and then? I, I'm going to try to. Um, two kids, two years and under. I haven't been able to golf as much as I, I usually do. But uh, going into the match last time, I was playing bad golf, and I played good out there. So I'm just hoping I can have another one like that. So uh, I'll play a little bit here and there. I have a charity golf tournament coming up. Um, but uh, other than that, we'll just get there and roll and see if the lights come on, if I can respond. Travis better like he is. You know, like you had to get them pitch baseball mm -hmm. pretty good. You get them better on the golf course too. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of I think it's scramble or shamble rules. And Travis hits the ball really far. It's just not always straight. So if I can just hit, be consistent and hit most of them straight, I think Travis will give us some shots that'll that will help. And then at the same time, I mean, it's, it's same thing. Travis, whenever the lights come on, always is, plays a little bit better, and that's his type of environment. So he'll be comfortable. So uh, I think whenever the, the whenever we get out there, he'll 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 respond, and we'll have a good chance good a chance uh, as they do to win that thing. Patrick, Patrick when you talk to us you mentioned just as far as maybe you know, this is some progressing the reads mm -hmm. that you weren't doing that before, but just trying to improve there. Just wonder if you could go through what the emphasis might be at camp in that area. Yeah, I think it's, it's. I think you see it sometimes whenever we kind of get some lulls in the game where we're not we're not executing at a high level. 
I think it's I get stuck on trying to I, I believe in myself, so I get stuck on I can fit it in there, I can make that throw, and instead of just getting through the read the way the play is called, and that's something that I've always worked on. Um, I think you saw it a couple years ago, and I got better at it this next year. But let's continue to get better. You want to be able to get the ball into the right guy's hands at the right time, and the thing about having all these receivers this year is we can trust everybody to make plays happen. So instead of hanging on a guy maybe a little too long and try to force the ball in there, let's get through your progressions, get through these reads, and this offense gives you a lot of tools, and I just want to try to utilize those. And so that's something that I've worked on all throughout OTAs. Hey, Patrick, we've talked about David Girardi before. I know you're a big fan of his. How has he been settling in to this new role? And and what's his biggest strength? What does he really – what does he give you in it? Yeah, I mean, I think first off, he – came from the defensive side. He was on defensive side for a while uh, in college, and he's kind of worked his way over to the offense. And so it's kind of cool to see the how the defense is thinking. He knows those things. He worked with the DBs, and he, he did stuff like that. And so um, I think for me, it's it's seeing it that way. And then obviously he's been in that quality control position, so I know him really well. He's learned the offense from the ground up. Um, and he, and he's at, he learned at a high level, and he continues to push me to be better and better. And so um, comfortability um, and then ways to let me see the game in a little diff- different way than I've seen it before. I'm always trying to get better and see it in a different way so I can go out there and execute at a high level. Um, Patrick, everybody knows how tough Andy's training camp is. Obviously, that's next. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a fascinating memory. I know you have a photographic memory as well. Can you just explain what was the hardest maybe practice or the hardest moment of an Andy Reid training camp? Oh, 100%. I know it already. Um, it's So first of all, you can see I'm still sweating from the conditioning test yes, we just ran. Yes. Um, but uh, I think the the hardest memory I remember was the – before I played that Titans preseason game my first year, um, I went into, like, we got a group install. Um, and I remember – like, I knew the plays, but I got up there and Coach Reed told uh, Nagy to call the play but don't tell me the formation. And so he, he just wanted – he wanted me to – be able to rattle off the formation without knowing what it was and just just call a play and let him do the formation. And I remember it, it just it just shocked me. Like I knew him all. It's like my mind just went completely blank. And so I just got up there and I and I remember there was a play and it was literally like five words, which is like the one play in, in Coach Reed's office is not like 15 words. And I was so flustered that I forgot it. I forgot the formation. And so it, it's it's stuff like that. He keeps you on your toes. And I mean, I know it's hard physically for guys to get through. But I don't think people understand the mental side of it. It's like you're thinking the entire time. And I think that puts as much stress on you as the physical toll. And so, uh, especially at the quarterback position, you have to stay on top of your on top of everything because, Coach, you'll never know when Coach Reed kind of throws those curveballs at you. Can you just recap what the setting of that was? That was the, you said yeah, that. so it was, you know, that fourth – it was it used to be the fourth preseason game. Um, the, the younger guys get to play. The older guys get the game off. Um, and so I got to start that game. Um, and so it was the last, like – group install, like where we were going to run through all the plays and do that different type of stuff. And I knew them all. I studied them all. Um, but I I, remember I got in there, and, I, and Coach Reed said, don't, don't call the formation. So he literally – he would call the play, and he wouldn't tell me the formation. He just expected me to know. Um, and so that's, that's, that's Coach Reed for you. So now I know ever since then I've always known the, the, the formations. I've never <laughs> – never, if you call a play, I, I know the formation off the top of my head. Diana? Coach, you were younger then, obviously. Mm-hmm. You've grown so much. But – does he do anything to, during training camp that can challenge you at this point in your career that where he can get you something? Yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. He um, he he always asks. He'll he'll ask like little questions that you kind of lose track of throughout a long training camp practice. You might be just going through. Uh, you're running plays with all back to back to back. He'll just ask you, "What's it down in distance of that last play?" And so it, you're like, man, we've ran eight plays in a row. I, I don't. It's it's and it's like second and seven. All right, and you you did not even thinking about. It. You're thinking about the play and getting everybody lined up. Um, stuff like that, or he'll ask you, um, well, how much time was left on the, the play clock before you snapped it? 
And so it's just stuff like that. He wants you to make sure you're seeing everything at the, the whole entire time. And so when you get to the game, it's easy. Um, and so he just keeps you on your toes. And it's little things like that that whenever you continue to learn and, like, I've gotten to a point now where I know the formations, know that different type of stuff, he wants to make sure that you're paying attention to the littlest details on every single play. Darren? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, we're just going to play off that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, you know, Coach was pointing to the leadership of the locker room, um, keeping you guys focused through – a lot of the celebration, which is great, but mm -hmm. you guys had a job to do. What have you been doing on the field and even just talking to the guys about making sure you guys got the mm -hmm. job done because it's such an important time in your thing. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I just told the guys out there right now, I mean, like, enjoy this break. We have a short break. We're back in, like, a couple weeks. And so I just told them enjoy it. But know, have yourself ready to go. And I told the guys that are going to be at the ceremony tonight, I said, this is it. Like, you're celebrating. This is your last thing. You get your ring. Um, and, I, and even though we've been working this entire time, you still have that in the back of your mind. Like, oh, yeah, we're getting our rings. We're Super Bowl champs. But now it's, it's restarts. And that's how the NFL is. Like, you, it's time to move on. You're going into training camp next. And you, you want to you repeat. I mean, no one's done it since, I think, like 2003 with, and four with the Patriots. And so you know how hard it is to do. And we had a chance a couple years ago, and it didn't go our way. So how can we be better from that and have a chance to go up against, against this AFC, which is a lot of great quarterbacks and great teams, um, and repeat. And so uh, we've got to start with day one, and that's taking care of ourselves during the break and getting ourselves ready to go for training camp. All right, we're going to go Darren, Karen, Vahe, and Nick. Yeah, I was just going to follow up on that. Don't know that you're on a play at a high level these last five years. How do you keep the players? And where does the credit go for you all to not get burnt out? Obviously, long season, last five seasons, trying to get back and talk about trying to repeat again. How do you keep from getting burnt out, you know, when the season comes, especially when you're trying to repeat again? Uh, I think it's a mixture of things. I think it's having the right guys in the leadership spots. I mean, you got me, Trav, Chris, Justin Reed. I mean, you got all these guys that, that want to continue to be better and continue to maximize this team that we have. And I think uh, the coaches, they push us every single day. And I think Brett Veach and uh, the, that, that group of uh, guys making personnel decisions, they bring in young talent that, and guys from other teams that are hungry and want to win their championship. And so – um, I feel I always feel like the old head because I'm always talking about like, hey, like you, you got to see like what winning a Super Bowl is all about. Um, but it, it, there is a thing you want to you want these other guys to experience it too because even though it's it's the same we're the Kansas City Chiefs, a lot of guys haven't won that that Super Bowl or got that ring, and you want them to have that same experience. Karen, so is that the secret to not just getting to the top but staying there? Um, you're going in as champions again to training camp, and so is there something you learned from last time that you go into this time? With the title of champions, knowing everybody gives you your best shot always, and the bar is a little bit higher again. Yeah, I think it's just, at least for me, it's it's about maximizing the moment. Um, I know that I'm not going to always have this team around me. Uh, I mean, Travis is like 45 years old. <laughs> Chris, Chris is all getting up to getting up there in age too, still playing at a high level. And all these guys are at the prime of their careers, and you never know if you're going to have this team. And it's not, and I'm I'm never have regrets about when you play your best and, and you lose. But I don't, I don't want to ever have a, the regret of not giving my best every single day and then looking back and saying, hey, like we had the team and I didn't do what I needed to do in order to put us in the right position. So that's where I feel like it's not always about winning. It's not always about winning that Super Bowl championship. It's about leaving everything on every single day to put yourself, to give yourself the best chance. And whatever happens, happens. Because at the end of the day, we're trying to, everybody's trying to win it. And there's a lot of great teams. But uh, I think we have as good a team as anybody and we can win it. So I'm going to try to do whatever I can to put our team in that position. Bye. Patrick, obviously, Andy still challenges you as you're talking about. Mm -hmm. but, but there's been a wavelength with him from the time you met him, basically. And I, I wonder if you could just describe how that's grown and, and what, maybe what ways you feel like you always sort of know what's in his head and vice versa. 
Um, I think it's just it comes with just preparation. Uh, he he's very open. He tells me what he's thinking throughout plays. I mean, y'all see him; he's right there behind me. Um, he'll ask me questions right after, right as the play goes on. What did I see? And stuff like that. And um, I've kind of got a feel for what he's looking at, what, why he's calling plays, what he's calling it for, and everything like that. Um, and then the, the 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 person that he is. I mean, he truly cares about everybody in that locker room. He wants everybody to succeed. Um, and, and he tells guys all the time, he said he, he, he'll be your biggest fan. If you don't make this team, he's going to try to get you on another team. And um, that's just who he is. He cares about the people as much as he cares about us playing on the on the football field. And I think that's why you get such effort and, and greatness from these guys because we want to do whatever we can to help him out. And will you guys leave each other alone over the next month, or are you going to be you know, calling and texting? How much like I, I try to leave, and then he, he always calls me at the most random times. <laughs> like He'll call me at like 4 a.m., and I'm just like, Coach, I'm sleeping. And he's like, <laughs> he's up, he's up, he saw a play that he likes he wants to talk to me about. And so it's, uh, I know I love it, though. We, we love football, and that's why we get to come up with these creative plays because he's always working. Last one, Nick. Yeah, Patrick, going back to the Netflix series, with the amount of access you gave to him, what are you hoping people take away after watching it? Um, I, I don't know if, if I hope people take away from this, but they're going to see how, how different I am here than on the field. I think that's the biggest thing that you're going to see is I try to cut out as much profanity as I could, <laughs> but it's hard. I, you would get nothing in the, the whole game. Um, and so I think you see that, um, and then you see the process of throughout the week. Um, and I know if you hear it in the trailer and stuff like that, people don't, I mean, it's just hard. People, not a lot of people see the, the process of, of throughout a week of how much preparation and working out. And, and it's a long season. It's eight months pretty much from July until February, whatever you want to call it, um, and, and OTAs as well. And so you have to prepare, and it's a long process of you're getting better. Even if it's not that day, you don't have the success you want. You did it for a reason to get better. And uh, I think that's what you're going to see. And I think you see it from three different perspectives at the quarterback position and uh, you can have success in all different ways so uh, it's, it's really cool and hopefully they, they pick up another season we get some other quarterbacks so you can see their perspective as well all right um we're finished up with our otas which is a good thing guys uh came out relatively healthy and ready to go there are a couple guys that i'm not sure you guys know about that i'll put out there but blake bell had an epidectomy and um that's why he wasn't at practice. And then uh, Mike Edwards had a hamstring. Uh, McDuffie had this stress on his fibula. He'll, he should be okay, though. I mean, all these guys should be okay once we get down the road. Uh, Pacheco had shoulder surgery, you know that. Trey Smith had a tricep that he hurt, um, strained it just a little bit during the latter part of camp. Um, the Jerry Sneeze knee, we, we've kind of backed off of him to make sure that, that we kept the swelling down there and then uh Ward had the knee surgery so that those are kind of the primary guys um that that didn't work um or worked just partially this this camp here but it was good to get get the guys out there working um they they pushed themselves they challenged each other within the rules that were given here so um and it's a good it's a good foundation to um uh, to take up to training camp you know they've got to maintain it here now for the next four weeks but um they'll do that they'll take a little time off and then get back cranking and come back ready for camp but we've got we've got a plays in we wanted to um the scheme evals that we did from last year were all covered and, and uh we're ready to go we just got to get get through the next month here.
So with that, time's yours. Andy, uh, the injured guys you just mentioned, are you expecting any of those guys to be ready to go when you uh, Yeah, most of them will be ready to go. I mean, there's, there are a couple of them we just have to see on. So I'll get you that, though, day one when we get back. Coach, what's some of your biggest takeaways that you saw from some of the rookies and first-year players that you had a chance to see during camp? Yeah, I thought they, um, I thought they handled the load of you know, the plays uh, without picking out specific guys. But in general, that's what you look at. If they make a mistake, are they going to make the mistake twice? And I felt like they, they worked their way through it and did a pretty good job with the retention part and accuracy within the play. So. Andy, how much more comfortable, <clears throat> excuse me, do you think Sky is overall? His whole demeanor seems seems different, just even in here speaking to us. Yeah, Sky was uh, targeted quite a bit this uh, this preseason. He was one of the higher targets this preseason. Had most catches are close to the most catches. So um, he, uh, I think he's taken a good jump. Most of all, you know, the quarterback trusts him. So he's willing to throw the ball. That's why I mentioned the, the number there. So um, it, the quarterback's not going to throw it to you if he doesn't trust you. And you feel like he's just in his familiarity with everything? I mean, does that really Sure, way, way different. But, but, but listen, still a ton of room to climb and uh, grow. Uh, he's so willing, though. And, and you got a chance to see a, a real, uh, one of the good parts of his personality is when everything was going wrong last year with the punt returns, he didn't let that bother him. You know, he came back and he'd have a big catch in the same game. And, uh, you know, and that was all new territory for him with these punt returns. But, um, you know, the resiliency uh, and able to kind of focus back in. That, that's a good quality to have. Andy, I understand you guys haven't been playing real football out there, but yeah. have you seen anything from Clyde during OTAs that would lead you to believe things are going to be different? Yeah, I thought Clyde came back in, in good shape. I, it was great for him to get all the reps that he did. Um, he did a nice job um, with it. Uh, obviously, he's talented. So, really, for all those running backs, it's just a matter of getting getting out there that when things are flying, especially around their legs and that, they get, they've got to make sure that they, you know, they're, they're, they keep that. But he's proven that he, he's good with all that, too. So. Yeah. And you with the defense, I know you guys have been doing mostly seven on seven passing. So I've <coughs> seen that secondary just from the offensive management, how they regroup since last season. Yeah, they, they know what they're doing now, which is a, a big plus. Uh, this time last year, everything was new to them, and uh, there were quite a few busts. You don't see those right now. They're pretty sound with what they're doing there. I like the improvement that they made. Coach, uh, we just got through mandatory cam. You didn't mention Chris Jones. Um, what's Yeah, so uh, Chris wasn't here. And um, kind of like last year, same type of deal. So um, that's his choice. Or, uh, you know, so he chose not to be here. But he'll be, I'm sure he'll be at training camp. I'm sorry, could you talk about the ring ceremony and just having it here during this time when everybody can be here? Yeah, yeah, so and we invite the people back that were with other teams um, now, so it'll be a little bit like what went on at the White House, but um, they're coming back to Kansas City. I think it's a great deal. I think the, the Hunts have put together um, a real nice night for the guys, and um, I think when it's all said and done, you'll, you'll be able to hear that response from them. It's a nice plan there. I just wanted to make sure I understood you correctly on you said you're sure it'd be a training game. Well, yeah, I mean, I, well, I'm not sure about any of that. I'm not sure I'm going to be there, but I mean, I'm, you know, <laughs> I got to get through. I, mean, I wish I could predict that, but um, I think he's, you know, 
There's a chance, chance, chance he's not. We'll see. <laughs> so, I mean, I know it's Brett's deal, really, but you have your feelings are pretty good right now on that front as far as camp goes? Yeah, I don't even deal with it. I mean, I, I, I let Brett and his group deal with it. If you're there, you're there, and if you're not, we keep going. You know, it's one of those deals. So they, they've got to, they'll work all that out. What's They're communicating, so that's important. What's your communication with Chris been about all this? Um, make sure you're in shape. Andy, could you share any of your thoughts and emotions directly after the Super Bowl victory and as the night went on? Like, what do you, like, that's an intense thing you just went through, and then the game's over. Like, where are you? What, yeah. you know, you think about how much fun you had, you think about how relieved you are. What, what goes through your head? Yeah, well, you have, you have the big party afterwards that goes on, like, all night. Um, <laughs> and then Ted gets me up at... I mean, really, I don't even go to sleep. I mean, but Ted's Ted's knocking early in the morning for a press conference. So, um, what were you thinking? Like, you know, you're yeah, you're people, you're back slapping. But are there any anything you can share about? Yeah, you feel like you you know you you've accomplished something. Obviously, you're happy most of all for the guys that that have gone through this thing and endured to the end. It's a it's a long haul. There are a lot of ups and downs, a lot of things that you got to work through, whether it's personally or or playing wise you you've got to work through all that stuff and and so and these guys are humans they all have everybody has issues any, did we play any of the decisions that you made and think oh man that was like a not at that moment no 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 <laughs> not at that moment i mean you're just happy happy to be there right there yeah it slows down a little bit the second time i can tell you that you can enjoy it a little bit more so Thanks. with that in mind you guys have been enjoying a lot of the success from a national perspective, it looks like a lot of celebration. That being said, you have football to focus on. Yeah. How have you been able to manage all of the celebration with trying to get the job done? Yeah, I look at what's real. I mean, we had 99% of the team here, except for Chris. Everybody was here and uh, working hard. And so that's the important thing to me. I mean, everything else we can talk about, or, but they're here working. And uh, we've got good leadership in that locker room. Uh, they know this is all nice. White House was nice. This is going to be nice tonight, but uh, it's that's history. It's all been done. Now it's uh, forward, and that's the way they've approached this off season. It's been, it's been fun to watch. Coach, you're in class last year. They talked about wanting to make their own statement uh, as a, or you know build their own legacy with, uh, with what they did last year, helping the team win the Super Bowl. How do you do? How do you have them with the experience that they did last year? Share that with the rookie class this year, and also keep them motivated to try to go back and you know, run back. Yeah, uh, you know you've got guys that are they're motivated guys. I mean, you start with the quarterback and Trav; they've been through the whole the whole thing, so they know um, you know what it takes to get there, and they're they're able to communicate that, and they do that. Um, and I mean, you know, we've got a bunch of guys that, that, that were there, and they understand the trials and things, the the energy that it takes to get there. So. That's the way they've, listen, I've, I, I'm, I'm aware of all that. I, I get to see it every day. And then I get to see them go out there, as you, some of you guys did. You know, you got to see them go out there and compete. And I'm having to slow them down but because of the rules, and, you know, which is a good thing. So it's, uh, they, they want to they wanna challenge each other and go fast and all that. So sometimes you got to pump the brakes there a little bit. What is it? Did you see the, uh, the, the 
trailer for the Netflix special that Patrick's going to be a part of, and they were kind of around last year, I guess, shooting some of this stuff. What are your thoughts about that, and uh, and how interested are you to watch this when you, or will you? I don't know if I'll watch it, but I, um, I, I you know, he handled himself right, so it didn't affect anybody. Um, and those guys did a nice job of kind of staying away. They, everything was distant, or, or our own people working through our own people here, so. It wasn't a distraction. Like some of those things would be a distraction. This wasn't a distraction. And um, you know, whatever, whatever turns up turns up. But it's, um, you know, he, he handled it the right way. Coach, it, it looked like you found a lot of work for Wanya Morris during this game. And I know, hey, still need to get the pads on the seat. But what did you kind of learn about him, especially maybe his future as a left tackle? Yeah, um, I like him. I like his. Ability, I think that's a that was a good pick there. So um, we'll just see see how it all how it all works out once we once we get going. But he held his own. He rotated in a little bit with the ones, and um, as Andy does, he kind of gets everybody going there. So I'm curious to see how he does once we get going. And he's tired and mentally and physically. Let's see what happens then. We got three more. We got Aaron Byhaven. I know you all had the conditioning test today. What is it, and maybe how has it changed over your years of coaching? Yeah, this isn't even a test today. This is just they. It's a the test is when they get back. This is just something to. Sh I try to give them all the things that they're going to see at camp in some form. This is a short version of it, but they um, it gives them an idea where they're at and what they need to do in the next four weeks to get themselves ready for camp. So it's really not we don't grade them on this or anything. We just. Let them go, and it's really uh, self uh, for so each I one. Of them. You might you might be able to do that. Huh? Andy, uh, a few weeks to camp now. Do you are you able to? Do you want to disconnect? You know, shut down a little bit yourself and get away from everything, or how do you balance that? Do you, you have do you have to think about how you do it? Um, I don't have to think too hard. Um, I, I, uh, I'll take a little time, yeah. Most of the coaches take time now. Um, what, you know, this was a shorter offseason because of what we went through. So the coaches jumped right into free agency and, and then uh, the draft stuff, evaluation stuff, and then the OTA. So there hasn't been a ton of time off for them. So this, will, this gives guys an opportunity to get away, gives me an opportunity to get away. Will there be a day or two you don't even draw napkins? I mean, do you, do you, do you find a way to just yeah. not do I'll probably, that? Listen, I, I normally take the mornings and for an hour or two and knock some stuff out. And then uh, then I'm good the rest of the time. Yeah. Okay, so you won't I'm at the beach, but I'm not really, you know, I'm not, I don't have that beach body. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm saying. And just the second time being a defending Super Bowl champion, obviously, I know you guys had a good regular season last yeah. time, but do you learn anything that you change as far as beyond scheme, like messaging type of stuff between now and the training camp? And yeah. As far as scheme, I mean, we, we try to change that up every year a little bit. I mean, you can have their base plays, but then we try to add a bunch of new stuff in there. It keeps everybody alive. And um, and then um, I'm short and sweet on messages. I think the truth happens on the field. You know, toughness is it's one thing to talk about toughness, but reality is you got to go do it, show it. Uh, by And then uh, when you invest time in something, then you're less likely to put out a poor performance. I mean, you take a lot of pride in that. And uh, so time and effort become a big part of being a professional football player. You know, so 
that's uh, I don't do a lot of talking. I don't do a lot of talking to them. It's more, let, this is what we're going to do. Let's go do it with some energy. You know, be an energy giver and not an energy taker, and let's roll. That'll do it for today and this week on Sportsbeat KC. Big thanks to Randy Mason for producing the show and to our Sportsbeat KC staff of Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. 37 pages in today's Morning Sports Edition, the nation's top digital sports section. It was loaded with U.S. Open golf coverage, the U.S. soccer victory over Mexico last night, the Denver Nuggets championship parade, baseball, NFL news, all of it. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sportsbeat KC. KC.